0: What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogmeyer, and joined today for this pre-draft special with one of the former and original hosts, John Kegley on today's show. And we are three writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, who have been covering the Chargers now for over five seasons, doing our own Facebook live show, Chargers Domination Live, which airs weekly during the season. And now this is our third season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team Every day. Alright guys, we made it. Today is the day of the draft. The Chargers will be selecting their first round pick tonight and I'm excited. I know you guys are excited. There's definitely a level of nervousness that comes with it just because you just, with Tom Telesco especially, don't know what the hell he's going to do. But we're going to be starting the show today with the latest rumors about the Miami Dolphins potentially moving even higher up in the top five, so we'll get into that. But then in the second segment, we're going to be taking a look back at the past five drafts and what the Chargers have done, the best player they've taken in the last five years, some of the guys they've missed out on, focusing on first-round picks. So we'll get into that in the second segment. And then in the last segment, we're going to wrap things up by giving our final predictions on who the Chargers will go with with the 6th overall pick, if the Chargers go quarterback with the 6th pick, who will be the guy that hurts us the most that they didn't take, and much more to wrap the show up. So, David, let's go ahead and get into it. The 2020 NFL Draft is kicking off tonight, and the latest rumors have the Miami Dolphins moving up into the top three. This is Daniel Wade joined by David Drogemeyer with your Locked On Chargers lead story. Ian Rappaport reported on Wednesday that the Dolphins have called teams in front of them for a possible trade up from number five and are gauging the price to come up to number three to potentially take an offensive tackle. We could see a run on tackles in the top 10 like never before. So, there were several reporters that had come out with this report. There was also recently a report by Armando Salguero saying one final thing on the Dolphins Detroit trade situation. I've been told tonight by a person familiar with what the Lions are thinking that they are making plans for having the number five overall selection tomorrow night. So, David, there's a ton of smoke in the air and it's to be expected, but it does seem pretty unlikely that. The Dolphins would move up from the fifth pick to the third pick to select an offensive tackle and not a quarterback when historically you don't trade up to make that pick, especially with so many talented offensive tackles in this draft class.
1: Yeah, that doesn't exactly make a lot of sense, Daniel. I mean, you don't really make that type of move, especially going into the top three picks to pick an offensive tackle. And in this draft, it's rich with talent. There are several guys that can step in day one and help you right away. So I really have a hard time believing that the Dolphins are trading up to three to get a offensive tackle, but there's going to be all kinds of reports swirling around up until minutes before the NFL draft actually takes place, and we will not know who exactly they are going to go up and get until they actually do it. One thing we do know is the Dolphins have the draft capital to make any move that they want in this draft, and it seems like they've already started preparations on how they are going to do that.
0: Absolutely, and I do not think that they would make that pick and take an offensive tackle, but I do think they could be making that pick to move up to get a quarterback like Tua Tonga-Vailoa or Justin Herbert, because it was only a few days ago when Ian Rapport said that the Giants have spent a lot of time researching Oregon quarterback Justin Herbert, so it could be a move potentially to jump them and get Justin Herbert, who could be their guy with the Tua injury situation, but if they do go up and get to a vailoa and the Chargers miss out on him they're going to have a very difficult decision because the choices are basically you take the next best quarterback in Justin Herbert who some experts think is a wide gap between those two players you take one of the best offensive tackles that's available and there are four Pro ready offensive tackles that are available to you potentially depending on what happens. But you will have your choice at a top flight offensive tackle or you get a defensive playmaker. Maybe like Jeff Okuda from Ohio State or Isaiah Simmons. So David, if this does happen, if they do take the guy the Chargers might want in Tonga Vailoa, the Chargers are going to have a very hard decision to make.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely are. I mean, do they want to take the chance on Justin Herbert? I mean, it's really difficult to say because the offense that Justin Herbert ran at Oregon does not really give you uh, the full scale of what this guy could potentially do in an NFL offense. That offense is suited to specifically for college football and it doesn't really translate to the NFL obviously he has measurables that do translate to the NFL the big arm this NFL size but you know if the Chargers aren't sold on taking Justin Herbert there's another option they could potentially jump into and that would be trading back and stockpiling more picks this is a particularly deep draft and the Chargers don't just have one hole. Obviously, quarterback is a big thing that they are probably going to address, but there are other positions they need to attack too. They need to get another linebacker, they need to get another receiver, they need to get another tackle. So there are many options for the Chargers, and you know the, the, that's why they put so much time and preparation to, into this, because they really have to weigh all potential options.
0: And if you're Tom Telesco and the Chargers front office, you have contingency plans. You know that there's a possibility that Tua might not get to you, but they also could be planning on potentially trying to move up to get him. We just don't know, and we're probably not going to find that out just because of the Chargers and how tight-lipped as an organization. They are, but trading back would be an option that would seem to make a lot of sense. Find somebody that wants to get up in the top 10, get up in the top six, and pick a guy they think is going to get picked before they come up. But at the same time, we haven't seen Tom Tolesco do that. We have not seen him move back and stockpile picks. But especially in this case, hey, maybe you do that, you move down to 11, 12, or 13, you still can get an offensive tackle. You could still get one of the best receivers in the draft. You could still fill needs while also getting picks that could help you later on. But most people think the Chargers have to come out of this draft class with the quarterback. We'll find out later tonight if Tom Telesco is thinking the same way. But we do have two more segments to get into. We're going to get into the past five years of Chargers first round picks before wrapping up the show with our final predictions for the NFL draft in the first round with the Chargers picking sixth overall and the guys they might miss out on coming up right after this. But first, if you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating your lunch. And I love food. That's why I love using Postmates. Right now is the best time to use Postmates, guys, because it's not great to leave the house. And now you can have a fully contactless delivery with Postmates. They'll come to your house, bring all of your favorite food from your local restaurants, and you can help out a struggling restaurant business as a bartender. I fully support the fact that you know Postmates is helping places like the restaurant I work at keep the lights on. So the best way to get food from places and local restaurants that you love right now, the best way to do is by using Postmates, having them leave that Outside your door and postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi they actually make life easier by picking up everything that you need from even places like walgreens or 7-eleven so it's not just food that we're talking about and they can drop it off right outside your door all you have to do is download the postmates app on ios or android find your favorites to get anything you want delivered within the hour for a limited time right now guys postmates is giving our listeners a hundred dollars of free delivery credit in your first seven days to start your free deliveries, just download the app and use the code LOCKED ON NFL. That's code LOCKED ON NFL, all caps, one word, for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, so now it's time to get into the history of the Chargers' first-round picks. And with the first-round pick coming up tonight, I thought it would be fun to look back on what the Chargers have done the last five seasons in the first round, talking about guys like Melvin Gordon, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Mike Williams, and Jerry Tillery, and talk about not only you know who they took and what we thought of those picks, but who they missed out on, who we're glad that they didn't take, and stuff like that. So just looking back at the past five years, John, I will start with you. Who do you think is the best draft pick that Tom Telesco has had in the first round over the past five seasons?
2: I'd have to go Derwin James for right now. I mean, I feel like he's boosted the team's morale just as a leader, and I feel like the team has a lot more fun around him, so that alone makes him way more worthy than Joey Bosa is. I think talent-wise, Joey Bosa was the better pick, but Derwin James help not only himself, but his whole team just by being on that field. So I'm going Derwin James.
0: And I don't hate that pick. I mean, I think this is obviously a two-horse race, right? I mean, it's either Joey Bosa or it's going to be Derwin James. And I think the value has a lot to do with it too, David, because getting Derwin James at 17 as opposed to Joey Bosa with the number three overall pick edge rusher is the more important position in the nfl safety is a position within a passing league that's really you know up and coming as far as value goes but edge rushers you're always looking for that 10 sack a season guy and joey bosa has provided the goods there has gotten injured but so has derwin james so it really is a tough call david
1: it definitely is a tough call, but I mean the reason why I pick Joey Bosa is because he impacts every part of the defense. He makes everyone's job easier. When you get pressure on the quarterback, that turns in interceptions. That doesn't. That allows your your corners and your linebackers and your safeties to not have to cover as long. They he makes everyone's job a lot easier, and obviously he provides impact plays and. He's just as good in the run game. He's such a a complete player. He is a great talent, and the Chargers are going to pay him a whole hell of a lot of money. I thought it was a home run pick. Hey, sometimes when you get in those situations where you have the opportunity to make a home run pick, we've seen many, many times that teams don't necessarily do that. The Chargers did do that with Joey Bosa, and they have reaped the rewards ever since.
0: Yeah, it's really hard because I think, you know, Joey Bosa might be the better player. He's the more proven player at this point. But just, I mean, with how highly we think of Derwin James just in a year and a half, basically even less than that, because he missed so much of last year and the fact that he's already, you know, one of the best safeties in the league. I think I would go with Derwin James just because it was a value pick. But Tom Telesco also had a lot more options when he took Joey Bosa. He could have went a totally different direction with it and ended up getting a guy That I think for the most part has panned out. I think you sign up every day from the production you've gotten out of Joey Bosa just to have that guy on your team. And to be able to be the team that gets to give him that second contract no matter how massive that is going to be. So now it's time to look back at the last five first round drafts for the Chargers and the last five first round picks for the Chargers. Starting with the 2015 draft with Melvin Gordon. And that one hurts because the Chargers moved up from 17 to 15 to get Melvin Gordon, John. And there were a couple of guys right behind him that, you know, makes me question that pick a lot. And one of them is Eric Armstead, who ended up going to the San Francisco 49ers at the pick the Chargers had. Then Marcus Peters goes after that and Landon Collins goes after that at 33. So you see Tom Telesco trading up for Melvin Gordon and now. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. We know what Melvin Gordon's career ended up looking like in a Chargers uniform, but that was one where the Chargers definitely probably could have had you know a better pick than the one they ended up getting,
2: and probably could have saved some draft picks in the process as well. But mm-hmm. I mean, Melvin Gordon did some pretty nice things for us. So I mean, it's not. I don't think this is a situation like a like a Larry English kind of situation where you could have had Clay Matthews. Buster
0: Davis. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just think- as far as busts.
2: Yeah, I don't think this is one of those type of situations. Melvin Gordon did nice things for us. He helped our offense a lot. He scored. He made some deep, some pretty big plays. Wasn't exactly the playmaker, but he could be that power back in the red zone if you need him. But if we were to get like an Eric Armstead, that could solve a lot of defensive line problems. And who knows where the defense is now? Maybe we don't have to deal with Brandon Meebane or any of those guys. There's like so many things that could happen. Even with Marcus Peters. Marcus Peters with Der- with Casey Hayward what a what a combo you could have had there's a lot of questions here but i don't think this is one of those drafts where you can go we should have had somebody else," and probably could have saved some draft picks in the process as well but mm-hmm. i mean melvin gordon did some pretty nice things for us so I mean, it's not i don't think this is a situation like a like a larry english kind of situation where you could have had clay Matthews. Buster
0: davis no, i yeah, mean I just think, as far as busts
2: yeah i don't think this is one of those type of situations melvin gordon did nice things for us he helped our offense a lot he scored he made some deep, some pretty big plays wasn't exactly the playmaker but he could be that power back in the red zone if you need him but if we were to get like a eric armstead that could solve a lot of defensive line problems and who knows where the defense is now maybe we don't have to deal with brendan mebane or any of those guys there's like so many things that could happen even with marcus peters marcus peters with Der- with casey hayward what a what a combo you could have had. There's a lot of questions here, but I don't think this is one of those drafts where you can go, we should have had somebody else.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you can obviously look back and say you wish you had one of those other guys, but At the same time, the Chargers needed a running back at that point. It made sense for them to take Melvin Gordon at that point. Even that trading up or whatever, they obviously could have had something. But hey, if they get Landon Collins, they probably don't end up taking Derwin James a few years later. So getting on to the next draft, 2016 with Joey Bosa. That one's a little bit harder to debate, David, just because I mean Joey Bosa is one of the best players in that draft class. So even though you have guys like Zeke going right after him, Jalen Ramsey, Ronnie Stanley, it's not like you would want any of those guys over Joey Bosa.
1: No, I think if you look at that full, you know, first round, all 32 picks, and you're like, well, are any of these guys on Joey Bosa's level? No, they're not. Joey Bosa is universally the best player in that draft. Yeah, you could have had Jalen Ramsey. You could have had DeForest Buckner, but I truly believe Joey Bosa was definitely the the home run pick there, and, you know, it's shown in, in his production. It's going to be really nice to watch him at SoFi Stadium in these new uniforms.
2: Is it kind of weird, though, that Bosa, Elliott, Ramsey all went side by side and they all had some kind of contract issue in their careers so far?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not really that surprising. I mean, with the guys that we're talking about specifically, I think Joey Bosa is the one least likely to probably hold out those other two guys, Jalen Ramsey, and Zeke. It kind of fits the profile, right, as far as what their personalities have been. They're both divas. But I mean, I think right now when you look at that, I don't. I wouldn't want to pay Zeke the contract that Zeke got, and I definitely looking at Jalen Ramsey, what he's going to cost them. You know, close to twenty million dollars a season. I mean, I think he's really good, but look what the Rams had to give up just to, to trade for him. So I, I don't know. I think Joey Bosa was a, a really good pick there. Now gets to the one that's a lot trickier, John, because it's Mike Williams. With the seventh pick in 2017, there's rumors the Chargers wanted Deshaun Watson, but Phillip Rivers vetoed that, and they ended up going and getting him a weapon with Mike Williams. And the two most notable guys they missed out on are Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. So hindsight being 2020, obviously the Chargers majorly blew it there. But I mean, there's even more picks in that draft in the first round. I mean, they missed out on Tradavius White, who ended up going 27. They missed out on Marshawn Lattimore going to the Saints in the teens and like it's like you could have either had a starting quarterback for the next ten seasons after that or a starting cornerback for the next ten seasons after that. And right now the Chargers are going into this draft needing both.
2: Well, I think at that point you were trying to go all in on Phillip Rivers also. And so I think it was win now and suffer the consequences later, but you ended up blowing it the following draft with not getting a decent offensive lineman to help out Phillip Rivers because after we got Mike Williams, you needed more offensive linemen throughout the years, 2019, 2018. You needed to really buff up that offensive line, and you failed to do that. So getting Mike Williams now looks like a a wasted pick. But just imagine if we had gotten like two offensive linemen the next year and then two the next year. Just imagine what last year's season could have really been like. So... I don't really have a problem with the Mike Williams deal and having to get a future quarterback. I mean, we would like to have a future QB, but Chargers were in win-now mode, so you have to go with your talent over your future. Now, if say the Chargers were in rebuild mode and they said we're going to start off with a wide receiver, then yeah, this looks like a totally missed opportunity here. But Rivers was going to be playing another few years, and if they'd built offensive line, we could have played more. I don't really see much of an issue taking Mike Williams now. The only issue was the injury issues that he had at the beginning, but you've seen he's overcome those, and he's been making big plays, especially last year. He made a lot of big plays for this offense on, like, third and 16 against Denver he made one. Like So I don't think it's a bad pick.
0: I would say, obviously, it's the worst pick out of them. I mean, whether or not you know Phillip Rivers wanted to stay the quarterback, that's not something, I mean, at that point – you have to build for the future. You have to be ready for it. I'm not going to say that I was standing on the table yelling for them to take Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, but with what Patrick Mahomes has already done for the Chiefs, knowing that he's in that system, and it would be much different if he was with the Chargers. But still, when you see a quarterback of that caliber, there's no way to say that it was the right pick by not taking him. I mean, with when we've seen what he did. But, I mean, I guess we can all just say, thank God they didn't end up taking John Ross, right? Because <laughs> he ran in such a fast 40. <laughs> Definitely. Uh. But getting to the 2018 draft, that's another one, David, that's really hard to contest because it's Derwin James. I mean, you could have missed out on Lamar Jackson, but every single team. I mean, the Ravens had another pick before Lamar Jackson and didn't go with Lamar Jackson. I mean, other guys like Leighton Vander Esch went 19. He's turned out to be a pretty good player. But Derwin James, I mean, that was a pick that fell right into Tom Telesco's lap. Just thank God. I guess we just all thank God that he didn't mess it up.
1: Well, yeah, definitely. I mean, and I remember that draft. Thing. We you know, we didn't even talk about Derwin James as an option at 17 because we all thought he was a consensus top 10 pick. So right. as he started to drift a little further and a little mm-hmm. further, and then he was on the clock, he was available when the Chargers were on the clock at 17. When well, the like,
0: Bills traded up right before them, too, and you're oh, like, no. Man. Yeah,
1: exactly. You're like, no, they did not take Derwin James. And then... They didn't take him and then the Chargers he made that glorious phone call and next thing you know, Derwin James is a Charger, and obviously it did not take long for him to make everybody fall in love with his talent, his leadership. He's already a leader on this team two years in. This guy is an amazing football player and he's going to be in- extremely exciting to watch for many years to come.
0: It's just crazy to me that Tom Telesco felt bold enough to trade up to 15 to get Melvin Gordon from 17, but he didn't feel bold enough trading up from 17 to 15 to get Derwin James when one of the best safeties in the league is staring you right in the face. But you're lucky it didn't bite you in the ass, Telesco, but I remember. Either way, getting back to the 2019 draft, getting mad at Tom Telesco for drafting Derwin James. Uh, 2019, this one is the hardest one to judge, obviously, just because we don't know what a lot of these players are going to turn into At this point, but some of the guys you could look at. I mean, Debo Samuel, given the Chargers need for a third wide receiver, uh, Drew Locke, given the fact that the Chargers don't have a quarterback right now, and he, you know, showed some promise in his first year. I mean, the Chargers don't have a quarterback on the roster, and at least Denver fans can look at that and be like, hey, we have someone we feel pretty good about, and then also DK Metcalf who ended up going for 58 catches, 900 yards, and seven touchdowns. He went 64th, but he was a guy many people thought could go in the first round. Chargers could have had him at 28, had those three wide receivers, him, Mike Williams, and Keenan Allen had that deep threat, had another big body there. Chargers ended up going with Jerry Tillery. And I don't want to use this as another chance to just bury Jerry Tillery for not performing his rookie season at a position. It's very hard to translate into the NFL at at defensive tackle. But I will say, obviously, there were some guys – that even just you know last year could have really helped out the Chargers and Debo Samuel and DK Metcalf getting Phillip Rivers another weapon because let's not forget you know what we saw to Jalen Guyton and Andre Patton. But this is the last segment before the draft, guys. We have one more segment to get into talking about our final predictions for who the Chargers are going to take at six, the chances we think Tom Telesco would actually get the balls to try to move up and maybe go for Tua, and much more coming up right after this. All right, guys. Well, it's time to get into the final segment of the show, and I had some questions I wanted to talk to you guys about. Just because this is the last show we're doing, the Chargers are on the clock tonight at six, and there's some things that I really want to get into. So, just before we talk about who we think the Chargers are going to end up taking with the sixth overall pick. John, I wanted to ask you first just what are the chances that you think that the Chargers could end up making a trade in the first round? We've only seen Tom Telesco move up in the draft in the first round to get Melvin Gordon. We've never seen him move back in the draft. So going into this draft, knowing that, I mean, there's so many more reasons than ever right now to either move one way or the other. Either go get your guy or you know fall back if you don't get your guy and stack away some picks. What do you think are the percentage chances that the Chargers actually, you know, make a move in the first round?
2: As much as I would like them to move back and get more picks because there's so much talent in this first round just alone, I think it's zero. I don't think Telesco's moving up or down. I think if his quarterback isn't there, he'll go for some type of a tackle or even Isaiah Simmons.
0: I mean, I could see that. I could also see him taking Okuda. He does seem to, you know, value cornerbacks, and I think they really need one even though you see you know Michael Davis is one of the five people representing the Chargers in their new uniforms which i thought was a questionable choice to say the least but Zero percent, not even one percent. David, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I
1: know. I actually feel completely opposite. I I think there's at least a fifty percent chance that he could move up or back, one way or the other. I think it's really gonna gonna be determined based off of what Miami does and what type of trade that looks like. And I really think that that could alter the entire night and change the whole plan. So I think there's a strong likelihood that. He could get a trade if he feels compelled to get his guy or to try to stock up some some picks and add some value at other positions.
0: Yeah, I, I wish I felt that confident that Tom Tolesco would do it. I mean, I guess even though it makes a lot of sense, it's just hard to say that he's going to do something just that we have no precedent of him doing But there's also one thing Tom Telesco does that's pretty consistent, and it's doing whatever nobody thinks he's going to do. So just the fact that we're saying we don't think he's going to trade, John isn't, and I don't really think so either, I mean, means that it's definitely possible. I'm not going to go and say zero. I'm not going to say as high as 50. I would say somewhere around a 20% chance. I think there's more chance the Chargers try to move up than move back, but I think the better option would be to move back, especially if your guy is not there with the sixth overall pick. I just don't see it happening. But getting into the next question, if the Chargers end up taking a quarterback, whether it's Tua, whether it's Justin Herbert, they're going to be leaving a lot of very, very talented players on the board, and they'll be going with their need at quarterback, potentially over the best available player, because there's so many talented players at the top of that draft. So, John, if the Chargers end up taking a quarterback with a sixth pick, who is the one guy you're going to be saddest about that you ended up missing out on because you went quarterback?
2: Without a doubt, it's Justin. Worse. This guy is going to be a really good left tackle somewhere, and the Chargers really could use him on this office line. We just built the right side of our line if we got hit. If we got worse for the left side, all you have to worry about is that left guard position, and you could do a lot of things. Anything could be better than Dan Feeney, really. At left guard, you can get on a drafted free agent who'd probably perform better than he does. So. Not getting Tristan Wirfs would really hurt
0: me. Yeah, I know how high you've been on. I mean, through most of the draft process, through most of the mock draft Mondays, you've had Tristan Wirfs to the Chargers with the sixth overall pick. So I get that. And, I mean, he's definitely – I mean, to me, I think there's four guys that are going to end up being starting tackles, you know, for the next five to ten seasons that it might get picked in the top in 12 to 13 draft picks of this draft. So I think offensive tackle is a good place to go there because – Thinking about how barren that position has been for the Chargers and knowing that you had a chance to potentially get your guy for the next 10 years, that's really tough to swallow. But, David, who are you going with? Who do you think you're going to be saddest about the Chargers missed out on?
1: Well, I I had Isaiah Simmons in several of my mock drafts. And, you know, I just love that speed and playmaking ability and just that swiss army knife that type of guy that's going to be able to affect multiple areas of the football field and it's just going to be sad to watch him do that for someone else instead of doing it next to derwin james and joey bosa and melvin ingram i mean it's just a, a really really fun thought to watch him in this chargers defense they need more speed he has it in spades so that one's definitely gonna hurt
0: yeah the, isaiah Simmons is really gonna hurt just because even though i don't know how likely he would be at this point or if I trust Gus Bradley to use all of those defensive weapons the right way, having so many players and having so many skill set redundancies, um, as far as having Chris Harris and Desmond King in the slot and Derwin James and Isaiah Simmons, you know, even though he could play linebacker, some teams don't think he's going to play linebacker full time. You want to be able to just have him and use him as a weapon. And I just don't know if I have confidence that Gus Bradley could do that. But as far as just a talented player, a unicorn type of player, He is the unicorn of this draft class. So if I was going to go offensive line, I would say Jedrick Wills just because there isn't a player since I've been scouting people that has had as clean of tape as Jedrick Wills did. I mean, I know he played a lot of right tackle, but you watch that guy play and it's just so hard to find things that he doesn't do well. And it's like the technical polish with the nasty attitude to finish people that you just don't see very often. You usually get raw guys that are nasty or whatever the case is. But if I was going outside of that, I think there's a strong argument for Jeff Okuda too, just because thinking about what that would have looked like on this defense, having Casey Hayward on one side, Jeff Okuda on the other side, and having Chris Harris in the in the slot and just having, you know, the flexibility to do things with, you know, Derwin, Desmond King potentially, even Azir Adderley, and also having Derwin James in that secondary. I mean, that would have been really really scary so those are the two guys it would have been so nice to see and having that left tackle having a shutdown corner and not having to pay for those positions for the next five seasons that's something you can get behind to the same reason it makes so much sense to take a quarterback so you don't have to pay that position for the next five years very much money but it's time to get into our final predictions guys this is who we think the charges will end up with with the sixth overall pick tonight so John You're putting your stamp on it. If you had to say the most likely player you think the Chargers are going to take with their first-round pick tonight, who are you going with?
2: Uh, It's going to be between Herbert and Tua for sure in my mind. I would have to say it's probably going to be Tua. I feel like Tua's dropped down the Dolphins' draft board and they really want Herbert instead. So I think Tua's going to fall in the Chargers' lap.
0: That's best-case scenario for me. I mean, that's what I'm hoping with. More than anything else, just because I don't think Tom Telesco is going to trade up. And for me, I think Tua has to be the number one option. If you have a chance to get a guy, you know, that could potentially, obviously, health give him, be a really good quarterback in this league, be a top 10 quarterback in this league, which I think is Tua's ceiling there. I think you have to do it. And having him fall into your lap is the best thing ever. So just having him see, think that's going to happen, makes me happy. David, who do you think when the dust settles, when the smoke screens fade away, is going to be the Chargers pick in the first round?
1: I mean, this one's a really hard decision. Do I pick with my heart or do I pick with my head? Obviously, you know, if you've heard us talk, you know I'm all Tua all the time. So I think that would be a home run if Tua were to fall to but the Chargers. But who do
0: you think Tom Telesco is going to pick? That's that's really what we're getting to.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I think the the words about Uh, durability is not a smokescreen, and that scares me, and that leads me to believe that I think they're going to take Justin Herbert. I don't want to see it. I would much rather see the Chargers take Tua, but I just believe in the back of my mind that they're going to take Justin Herbert. i want
2: to say they take Herbert, too. Like, if if they had both on the table, if it was Herbert and Tua, I think they would take Herbert, but I think Miami takes Herbert first, though. I think that's the real thing.
0: That's the worst-case scenario, to have the choice between those two guys and choosing Justin Herbert because he seems like the safe pick. There's not many things I would want to happen the least. But, I mean, what we're doing here is, you know, talking about the likelihood that this person is going to be there and the Chargers can get him there. And so, for me, I just don't necessarily see it happening. This is what I want you guys to think about. Through all of this, through all of the smoke screens, through all of everything else, the one smoke screen that we really haven't heard is – the dolphins really like Tua, right? I mean, that's basically the only thing we haven't heard, which makes me think that there's a reason you haven't heard that, right? So that's the like the one thing that's really stuck out stuck out to me throughout all of these smoke screens and everything else. It's like the one thing we've really haven't seen is just the dolphins actually being linked to Tua and, you know, any report saying that they really want to and they're going to do whatever it takes to get him. You haven't heard that, which makes me think there's a good possibility that's what's going to happen. So if I'm trying to figure out the most realistic situation that I could see playing out for the Chargers, I think the Chargers are going to get up to bat and not have Tua Tungavailoa being an option for them, whether it's another team trading in front of them, whether it's the Dolphins trading up to get him or just taking him at five. I don't think Tua is going to be an option. I think the Chargers front office is panicking a little bit and I think they think they have to come out of this with a quarterback, which leads me to believe if I'm putting my name on something, I think the Chargers come away tomorrow with Justin Herbert. I know I've heard all of the draft hype around Justin Herbert and maybe the Dolphins are willing to take him over to a I'm not gonna buy it until I see it. I think all of those things are said for a reason. So at the end of the day, I think it's going to be Herbert that's going to be the pick. I think they skip
2: I'm still back and forth on it as as well. So I can honestly see both of your guys being right as well tomorrow. Sorry. Today, if you guys look on my Twitter, you will see my final mock draft. And it could be Herbert. It could be Tua. I've, I still have the opportunity to change my mind before the draft.
0: Yeah, there's still precious time that you can make these decisions. But it's incredibly tough, right? I mean, this is one of the, like, with Joey Bosa, you don't really have to think about that pick. I mean, with Derwin James, you don't have to think about that pick. The Chargers are going to come up to bat with incredibly hard decisions to make. I think if, you know, they don't trade back, which would be my, you know, personal best case scenario, if they don't get to a, I don't think that's going to happen. So I think they're going to end up with the guy that's left over and the guy that might slide to the, you know, 20s if he doesn't get picked by the Chargers. And that is Justin Herbert. I like the physical tools. I like everything else. I'm not going to give you a player breakdown. You know, our thoughts on it, but I could, you know, get behind it. I think it could make sense, you know, for Tom Tuesco. I would see why they would do it. But to me, it's always just going to be like, hey, you didn't have the guts to go up and get the guy you actually thought was going to be really good or the guy that I think is going to be really good. And it came back to bite you in the ass. But, you know, there's obviously we we don't know what's going to happen.
1: But hey guys, how wonderful is it that the NFL draft is tonight? I mean, isn't that such a nice escape from everything that's been going on? We have real NFL football stuff to watch tonight and it's gonna be awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm stoked. I'm excited for you know all the bloopers we may get, you know, maybe the Chargers just time out. What happens if the time runs out? Have we <laughs> do you lose the pick? Do you get skipped and now you have, you know, the seventh pick? Uh when once the Wi-Fi goes out, I'm excited to see how all this. I mean, just for the you know shit show factor alone of what could happen, but also just to have something with real stakes attached to it, because we're not really getting stakes in everyday life right now as far as like sports or competition. So this is real stakes. This is smoke screens going up left and right. I'm incredibly excited for the draft night. And for you guys, if you want to tell us your thoughts, your final guesses on first round picks and everything else, I mean the only way to for us to know for sure you did it is for you to tweet at us at Locked On LAC, post it on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page who you think it's gonna be, or send us a voicemail at 323-524-7924. You could also leave us a five-star review and tell us who you think you're gonna pick, and you know, subscribe to us. All of those things are really the only way you could tell us. Who you think the Chargers are going to select, and have that be on the record? So if you guys want to get out in front of it, and you think you're the genius that has the pick, like us on Facebook, Locked On Chargers, follow us on Twitter, Locked LAC, call the voicemail line because every Chargers voicemail gets played on the show. But tonight is the draft, guys. Have fun, be safe. Hopefully Tom Telesco hits this thing out of the park. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. We will be right back with you guys here tomorrow to break down this first round pick breakdown day two of the draft and where the charges go after this first round pick and much more but we will talk to you guys tomorrow until then take it easy and go bolts
2: get ahead of postage rate increases this year with stamps.com it's like your own personal post office sign up with promo code program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts that stamps.com code program